We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Almost half of D.C.'s traffic fatalities come from impaired driving. These deaths are 100% preventable. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. Never drive impaired. D.C. police are arresting drunk and drugged drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. A message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. edition of Rams Talk Radio, Butting Heads, so special that I forgot the name of the podcast. Uh, I'm Steve Ribeiro, I'm here with Johnny Gomez. Uh, this this episode, Johnny was on the ground at Rams Fest, he got to interview some Rams legends, I, I, I just finished listening to them, there's some great interviews, we're real excited to give them to you guys. So Johnny, how you doing man, back from Rams Fest? Oh, you know what, man? It was it was a very good time this year. Uh, I've been attending Ramfest for the past couple of years now, and uh, you know it's always a good time at Ramfest. But it was a little bit better this year, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of hit into that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, uh, you've had a chance to hear some of these interviews uh, before, just about everybody, Steve. So what do you think, man? I got the exclusive. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for everyone to hear these, Johnny. You interviewed. Rosie Greer, uh, of course, of the Pearson Foursome, Kermit Alexander, uh, Dennis Hara, and 
the VP of the SoCal Rams Booster Clubs, Ernie. So some legendary interviews, and it was, it's really cool to listen to them. They they all had some pretty good insight. I do got to say, though, Johnny, I like that you are buttering these guys up because you did say Kermit Alexander, who played with the Rams for two years, was one of the best Rams ever. <laughs> did I? Honestly, I think I was a, a little bit in awe because I have interviewed some legends before, and, and you know, every single time, and it's just it's an incredible experience so i'm it may have been just my excitement honestly overall just because no matter how many times i've done it it just it's exciting every single time (laughs) yeah i could tell you were excited and of course i gotta say look it's awesome that kermit alexander played for the rams for only two years and like feels like a ram is so entrenched in the culture that he's at rams fest and obviously we appreciate the interview I, i just had to had to bust your chops there, Johnny. But before we get into these, and we'll talk a little bit more about Johnny talking to these guys, uh, of course, you can get this podcast wherever you're getting your podcast on the Rams Talk Radio feed, which you can find on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Radio Public, of course, Android. And don't forget, you can get our feed, podcast on the Clutch Points app. And don't forget to listen to our other shows on the feed, Rams Talk Radio and Rams Uncensored. And Norm's new show, which I think is coming soon because he returned to the podcast the other day. But anyways, let's just get into this, Johnny. Let's get the people what they want. But first, you know, you were at Rams Fest, you, and I think the one you were most excited for was interviewing Rosie Greer. I mean, legendary Ram from the fearsome foursome era. Uh, you know, Ro- Rosie's, he's a legend, man. How, how cool was that? I, I have to say, you know, whenever I think of Rosie Greer, I, it just, you know, it's hard not to think of Rosie Greer and think about the fearsome foursome, that kind of whole era where there was such a talented and scary Rams defense. But to interview specifically Rosie Greer, it actually kind of uh, made me a little uh, a little emotional, I'll say, just because uh, my my um, my uncle was a huge diehard Ram fan and was a huge fan of the fearsome foursome. And uh, especially like guys like Rosie Greer, he he grew up idolizing. And I think he was one of the ones that kind of showed me the fearsome foursome as I was growing up. So having that opportunity to kind of interview one of these legendary fearsome foursome members, it's just it's just an awe striking experience. And I, I have to say, I'm very I'm very blessed to be able to do that. It's awesome, man. I'm very jealous that you got to meet him and I'm. Very appreciative, Rosie, for coming on the podcast and doing an interview, man. It's awesome. Before the interview, obviously, we we obviously want to give you the best audio quality we can. But look, Johnny, you know you were there. You're at Rams Fest, and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of music. There's a lot of people talking. Uh, it's you you get the interviews when you can, and the audio quality is not perfect on these. But we're we're very excited about the interviews. We think they, for the most part, were very solid. Uh, you're going to hear some loud music during these. Look, it's a live podcast. That's how it is. So coming up right now, we got our interview with Rosie Greer, followed by our interview with Kermit Alexander. Without further ado, let's hear it. So welcome to the Budding Heads podcast. I'm here at Rams Fest, brought to you by SoCal Booster Club. I'm here with the Rams legend, part of the fearsome foursome, Mr. Rosie Greer. Uh, what I wanted to ask you, sir, I know we, uh, you're kind of in a hurry, so I'll make this really quick. 
Uh, just what does it exactly mean for you to become uh, to be a Ram? Well, it's great to be a Ram. I mean, it's, you learn how to work together, and you learn how to, you know, develop the team. Comes from all guys working together, so you get these guys working together and realize set your goal. But the goal is to win every game, and then you just do that, and you know that if you can get all the guys working together with the talent that you have, you have a good chance of winning. Very true. Okay. Uh, so next question. The next question I have for you is, for you personally, what was your favorite memory as part of being a Ram? I guess the, the part of that was that being part of the Fierce Enforcer. Uh, we came together and, uh, and it just worked. Where all these guys were working together out on the field. And, uh, you know, you know you got a whole team behind you. But we were... At the beginning, we were with the team that was losing. And we began to stand together. And little by little, the team went all the way up to playing in the Super Bowl. My last question for you, uh, Mr. Greer, is uh, the Rams were just short of making the Super Bowl this past year. And they look like they have a good team this year. Uh, what do you think it would take for the Rams to actually get back to the promised land? By playing like they played last year. <laughs> I love it. All right, fair enough. Uh, that was Rosa Greer, everyone, the man, the myth, the legend himself. And, Mr. Greer, I really appreciate your time. I know you. Uh, it took a lot for you to come out this year. Last year you had a um, hard time coming out, but we really appreciate you. I speak on behalf of Rams fans everywhere. We love and appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Here with Kermit Alexander. So, um, here, I wanted to bring up Alexander here because one of the best players in the Rams history, a Rams legend. And personally, like I feel like he has a story to tell as well as the other Rams legends that were here. So I wanted to get that scoop. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. So, Mr. Alexander, what, in your opinion, what is your, uh, what in your idea is the best thing about being a Rams alumni? Well, growing up in Southern California, that means it's the best thing to do. To grow up, you grow up rooting for the team, and you, hopefully you get to play for them. Well, I was lucky. I got to play for them for a long time. So if I'm understanding correctly, you wanted to be a Rams, a Rams player your whole life. No, I I was a Ram ticket holder. I was a Ram uh, newspaper seller. So I've always done things with the Rams until I went to college. Fair enough. That's awesome. So, um... In my opinion, one of the things that I love to ask Rams legends is what in, what was, in your opinion, the best moment of your career? Like, what's something that you wake up in the morning and you're like, you know what, that was a damn good day? What was, what in your opinion? Well, I think that? the most important thing was, you know, growing up in Southern California, I went to UCLA, I went to high school here in the area, I grew up in the area, so everything was centered around the Rams, my college team, and my high school team. So to get a chance to play for your dream team, which is your hometown team, that's a miracle in itself. So it was just walking out that gate, you were like thinking to yourself, man, this is this is for real, right? Well, the first time I ran through the gate to be introduced at the Coliseum was just a dream come true. I had been selling newspapers when I was growing up to go to the game. So now I get to go to play the game, and that's really amazing. Fair enough, fair enough. So... 
One of the things I also like to ask is, you have faced some really tough foes in your in your uh, past. You know, some that are Hall of Famers today. Uh, in your opinion, who was the toughest opponent you ever had to come across? Uh, probably the toughest was Gale Sayers as a, as a running back. But as a receiver, there were several guys that were that way. They were all they were all big, fast, and they caught the ball really well. So all of them were, made me good because I got to cover them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so, uh, Mr. Alexander, I have one last question for you, and that's, uh, you know, we have a lot of younger Rams players that are playing uh, in the defense of uh, secondary. What advice would you give them, you know, in today's modern-day NFL? What advice would you give them exactly? The thing that I would would caution them about is learn to play the basic defense and then practice it. Practice it and make sure you stay in shape year-round. Okay, back to the basics, stay in shape. Sounds fair enough. And, uh, well, Mr. Alexander, I appreciate you taking time to uh, interview with me. I truly appreciate it. I know you have to get going. So thank you again. I love and appreciate you, as do the listeners and all of uh, the Ramily. Thank you. All right, that was Rosie Greer and Kermit Alexander. Johnny, we talked about Rosie. Uh, Kermit Alexander, you know, as, as I mentioned before, he was only with the Rams for two years, but clearly this guy like identifies as a ram no he absolutely i mean uh alexander what i will say that even though he was only with the team for two years he is still very much entrenched in rams culture i think he just really enjoyed his time uh with the team and i think he just had a really good experience out in la and uh anytime you get this kind of an interview with with a former athlete it's it's good to hear. It, it says that not only was it a good experience on the team, but I think he appreciates the fans as well. So uh, shout out to Kermit because he, he gave a solid interview. Yeah, it's awesome to have Kermit on. And, you know, obviously he mentioned the interview from L.A., you know, played high school in L.A., played college. You got That's why you love him. He's a UCLA alum. <laughs> of course, of course. And look. Played a big chunk of his career for the 49ers. And here he is talking about the Rams. So you got to love the guy, man. And it was it was a great listen. I hope everyone enjoyed those two interviews. And we got more interviews. Dennis Hara coming up. Before we talk, talk to Dennis, we have to talk about a team that came before Dennis. And that was the 1950s Rams. And you know why we're talking about this? Of course, our sponsor, Jim Hawk, and his excellent book, Hollywood's Team, Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. This is a book that tells the story of the 1950s Rams who lends to Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. Guys, if you want to learn about the Rams' history with a bit of a personal touch, uh, and I know we say that every time, but we really mean it. Uh, you know, Jim clearly looks up to his dad a lot, and you can get it from reading this book. And it's just a very personal story about not only Jim's dad, but also the guys he played with, players like Norm Van Brocklin, Crazy Legs Hirsch, Tom Fears, and Les Richter, and more in a story that spans the 1950s Los Angeles Rams, as well as the sports landscape in the city itself. If you want to get this book, you can find it online at hollywoodsteam.com and on Twitter at hollywoodsteam. It's available both hardback and electronic form at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Uh, if you're a softcover guy, that's coming in September, but I own the hardback. Johnny owns it. It's awesome. It, it's an awesome-looking book. It's going to look great on your bookshelf. going to look even better in your hands, guys. This book is worth 
every penny for any Rams fan out there. But it's also just a great story about a person's father and the legacy he left behind. Yeah, guys, if you're listening to these interviews, you want to learn more about the history of the team, learn more about the guys that defined the Los Angeles Rams past, you're going to want to check out Hollywood's team, Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams by Jim Hogg. It is well worth your time. All right, back into the interviews, but Johnny, I'll let you preface this one. Dennis Hara, this was my favorite interview of the bunch, I think. 12 years with the Rams, Dennis Hara. If you're not familiar with him, you got to get familiar. Six-time Pro Bowler. We're a little upset that he's not in the Hall of Fame here at Rams Talk, but how cool is it to talk to Dennis and you know tell the listeners a little bit about him? You know, Dennis Hara is is a is a cool customer because uh, I went up to him and, and I did get a little help from the SoCal Rams Booster Club. Shout out to them for allowing me to interview some of these greats. But with with Dennis, it, you know, it it's kind of a little unnerving for some of these guys. Uh, just a random dude coming up to them, uh, asking if they can get an interview. They don't know me from Adam. I'm I'm not I'm not a celebrity or anything. I'm not a, a legendary reporter or anything. So it's like, um, what are you gonna talk to me about? But with Dennis, he's like, he's like, hey, let's uh, uh, let, let's go uh, stand over to the side away from the music. And I, I think you'll notice in some of these interviews, the music was kind of an issue. But uh, he's like, yeah, let's go, let's go walk over a little bit this way, and let's let's talk, uh, let's talk this interview. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Let's let's go. He was really excited to do the interview, and he was really excited to kind of see what I was going to ask him. And uh, I wanted to keep the the questions very general because you know some of these guys don't want to discuss certain issues, which is perfectly fine. I, you know, we're all there just to learn a little bit more about our our you know the greats that played in the game. So, you know, that's all we want to want to ask. And we, that's kind of the thing you'll get at Rams talk really is just, you know, the, the, a great mixture of past, present and future. And a guy like uh, Dennis Hera, I mean, my God, I, I don't even know if you can get one of the more underrated Rams in history. You pulled up some of the stats right there. And I'm like, how is this guy still not in the Hall of Fame? It's just, and the, he's not the only one either. He, he's he's played along with some great players that should deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame too. And uh, I, I think you'll kind of hear that in this interview as well. Yeah, it was an excellent interview. And uh, look, if you made it through the Kermit Alexander interview where Johnny sounded like he was getting played off the stage at the Oscars, uh, the sound in this one isn't going to bother you as much. But, yeah, it's an excellent interview. You know, Derek founded this website and this brand, Rams Talk, on the basis to keep the team's history while they were in St. Louis. And we're still cherishing the histories and remembering every Ram that came before this awesome current team we have. But enough of that. Let's get to our interview with Dennis Hara, followed after by the VP of the SoCal Rams Booster Club, Ernie. So here we go. <laughs> Here with one of the Rams legends, Dennis Hara. Now, Dennis is part of uh, a Rams offensive line that doesn't get as much love as they deserve. To be honest with you, there are pretty much all of them deserve to be on the Hall of Fame. Um, There are some that did make it, but there are some that still deserve to be there. Dennis deserves to be there for sure, no doubt about it. And he's actually one that actually progressed the uh, offense and made it as explosive as it was. So I have Dennis here uh, at Rams Fest, hosted by um, 
the uh, SoCal Rams Booster Club. So, Dennis, I have to say, man, it's it's an honor to actually be able to interview you. Uh, first off, my first question for you is, for you, what does it mean to be an actual Ram alum? Well, to be a Ram alum when the Rams went to St. Louis was not what it is now that the Rams are back. When the Rams came back to L.A., my buddy Leroy Irvin said it best. He goes, you know, I feel like I'm somebody again because I, I sort of felt like a lost soul when the Rams went to St. Louis. I mean, I went to St. Louis and I was there on the field. They introduced me and I looked around the ring of fame and saw all of our Hall of Famer guys there, Merle and Olsen and everybody. And then I looked around and they had Dan Deardorff and Jim Hart at the ring of fame. I go, you know, they played for the St. Louis Cardinals. I said, you know what? I'm sorry, but this divorce is final because I am not coming back to St. Louis. Hey, the Rams are back home. The Rams are where they belong. And, I, I, you know, I, all I can say as far as me being a Rams alumni and to be a part of this, I, part of the Legends group, I just feel very fortunate that I had a, a longest career as I did with only one surgery, and I'm almost 20 years of playing playing football, and it just I just feel totally blessed. You know, we're, we're definitely blessed to have had you as part of the Ramley for as long as you were. So as long as uh, the longevity of your career, you kind of mentioned, uh, what was your favorite Rams moment? Uh, what what do you feel like was the kind of most exciting part of your career? Well, the probably the most exciting part, unfortunately, I was 25 or 26 years old, and I didn't appreciate it at the time, was going to the Super Bowl, which is Super Bowl 14 against the Steelers. I was a young kid, and, you know, you're just trying to tell a young man, you better appreciate the moment. It's really, we don't appreciate the moment usually until it's gone. So I would say Super Bowl XIV had to be one of the highlights of my life that I didn't realize it, you know. And it just, as as you get older and mature and, and you're on the, I guess, on the last quarter of life, if you've got that much left, but, you know, I just, that to me, was the epitome of what we do this for, and uh, again, that would probably be uh, that. That would probably be the highlight of my career. Fair enough. I mean, uh, there's a lot of players that uh, have played in the NFL that have never even sniffed the Super Bowl. So the fact that you were able to is is nothing short of amazing. Uh, but one of the other questions that I had for you is, uh, you brought up, you know, as a youngster, you. Uh, didn't necessarily appreciate some of the things that happened to you during your career as much as you should have as you do now. So my question for you is we have a lot of young Ram players that are going to be starters on the offensive line, notably uh, Joseph Nopum, uh, Brian Allen that will be projected starters. Do you have any advice for these guys? You know, they're about to be kind of be fed to the wolves, so to speak. I know you pretty much conquered all these wolves throughout your career, but do you have any advice for these guys? Well, I started my second year in the pros and started for 12 years. Of course, played there for 13. And I, <laughs> I know how hard it is when you first come in the league. But the main thing is that, to me, I had the mentors of Tom Mack and some other guys at Rich Saul and and Dr. John Williams and Charlie Cowan and just having patience and listen to the older guys and listen to what and watch them and just like I said just just learn from them and basically learn the proper techniques learn that get your attitude right and the main thing is like I said it's just just listening to the older ball players 
take the time and just listen. You know, fair enough. I, and I think that's excellent advice going to these younger guys. And, you know, I don't even just necessarily uh, put that towards guys that are, you know, entering the NFL. I think it's, it's something that we can all agree that uh, for, you know, life perspective, we can all agree that to listen to the older generation because, you know, hey, they have the experience and, you know, for the people that are kind of new to the Ramley or even people that have just, you know, been listening as a youngster uh, to the Rams family, to go take back history, uh, listen to the the, uh, the whispers in the past, you know, guys like Dennis Hara who have actually cemented the footprints for these young Ram players. Um, so my... Uh, my last question, because I know you got to get going pretty soon, because uh, I'm kind of taking you away from your autograph session here, so I don't want to take too much of your time. But I have one, one big question for you, and that's: in your career, you faced a lot of dominant players, a lot of dominant defensive players, and you have seen some of the the best to ever lace up a pair of cleats. Who, in your opinion, was the most toughest adversary you'd have to go against? Well, you know, there's there, there's a few. I guess one of the quickest guys up front was Howie Long. One of the nastiest guys uh, that I loved to play against was Jack Lambert. You know, Jack Lambert had no front teeth. Of course, he was a middle linebacker in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for the Steelers. But he had no front teeth. And I would just love to go out and hold Lambert so he would cuss me and just, hey, spit would fly. And it was just, it was, he was total old school, boy. It was just, uh, I mean, as far as, those are my... Jack Lambert probably was my favorite player to play against just because he was so angry. I just never met a man that was so angry all the time. So that was it. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to go up against a guy with no teeth and that can quite possibly kick my ass if I'm going to be 100% honest. But, Dennis, I, I truly appreciate your time. I know you got to get back, so I will go ahead and end the podcast here. Guys, um, if you have never heard of Dennis Hera, yeah, shame on you, first of all. And second of all, just read a book uh go on youtube there's plenty of film on the guy and uh let me tell you it's a it's a treat to be able to even talk with the guy much less interview the guy so uh dennis i thank you for so much for your time my pleasure glad to do it hey have a great day and uh, good luck to you all right all right brother welcome to butting heads podcast i'm here with ernie the vice president of operations of the socal rams booster club so, Ernie, this is uh, uh, what anniversary is this for uh, Ramsfest exactly? This is our 16th year. 16th year. So, what ex- ex- what exactly inspires you and the rest of the Booster Club to continue to host Ramsfest year in and year out? The labor of love. I mean, you know, you see all the Ram fans, you see all the people here. I mean, every year it just grew more and more and more. Our our first picnic. There was only actually maybe 75 people that showed up, Ram fans. The following year, it was about 150. The third year, there was like 200. The fourth year, there was 500. And we weren't really expecting the 500. And then the year after that, I mean, we were talking 1,100 people, 1,500 people. And by, mm, I want to say, three years ago, it was 6,000. So it's just the love for it just grew and grew and grew and we kind of progressed. So. That's good. So as as the Ramley continues to grow, we uh, we we see more and more fans coming into really? the uh, you know the Ramley per, per, uh, per se. 
So what is your advice to uh, people that may want to bring some more members to the Ramley? Well, how do you um, think we should we can get drag you know, more people here? Right now, I think it's it's great for the older Ram fans that grew up with like Dennis Hara, Vince Ferragamo, Eric Dickerson, Roman Gabriel, all the old timers are able to appreciate the Rams being back, and now they're teaching it to all the youngsters. This is what football's all about. This is Rams. You know, we're not the Raiders, and we're not crazy Raider fans, and we're not the Cowboys who cuss each other out. And, you know, we're Ram fans. You know, it's a love, it's the love for the game, love for the team. You know, the the blue and gold. So now you see a lot of young kids. Now, as I look around the park, I mean, there's a lot of young guys here, a lot of youngsters. I mean, little ones. You know, teenagers that didn't really know the Rams when they were in St. Louis. And now that they're growing up and the team's here at home where they're supposed to be, you know, it's, I mean, it's just going to grow more and more. And as they keep playing the way they're playing and they keep doing the things they're doing, this is just going to get bigger and better every year. I totally agree. And the, one of the things that I personally love about Rams Fest is you bring a lot of the older veterans, uh, some of the legends. I mean, just a little bit ago, I had the opportunity to interview Rosa Greer, which was a big treat for myself. That was like already a career high for me. I don't know if I can get any higher than that. But um, you've also been able to lure in some of the younger Ram players that are currently on the team. Like last year, you you brought in a, a couple of guys, right? We had Samson Ubukum mm-hmm. and uh, who else was here? Um, his name escapes me. Uh, this year, though, we have uh, our draft pick, our safety from Penn State, Nick Scott. So he'll be here this year, along with you know one of our old-time running backs, Bobby Delpino. You know, Bobby Delpino's here. Uh, Dennis Harris on his way. You know, it's it's a nice blend of the old school and the new guys. You know, it, it's really a nice blend, and it kind of goes with our demographic. If you look at our, our age group, you see all the youngsters that are here, like I was saying before, you know, the teenagers that and the young guys that uh, know the new players and the players that are coming out of college, and you still have, they can still appreciate the old guys, you know, what they started, you know, and it's all, they're all L.A. Rams. If you notice, a lot of players that we have at our events aren't St. Louis Rams. They're L.A. Rams. This is true. Where the heart started, where it belongs. <laughs> All right, so last question for you. I know you're kind of busy, so I'll, I'll, I'll get this last question out. But uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is last year uh, we had a Super Bowl run, and unfortunately it didn't end in our favor. Uh, I actually was there in attendance for your Super Bowl party that you hosted in uh, Mi Hacienda. Um what will it take for the Rams to get back to the Super Bowl? What will they need to do exactly? I think Coach McVay is going to have to open up that playbook a little more. Even more? Even more. Because okay. I think defenses now, defense coordinators, are, defense coordinators are kind of hip to us now. And they know what we're doing. I think a big plus for us is that Cooper Cup's coming back because he can open up space and create plays for other players. You know, uh, with his speed, his agility... Um, I think our running back situation, I think Gurley's going to get on track this year. Hopefully that knee's not bothering him. I'm a little sketchy on the young guys, but I'm hearing nothing but great things on that offensive line, and you still got Whitworth there, and we still have uh, Havenstein there, you know, to kind of bolster that that O-line. You know, we still have some quality tight ends. 
you know. We still got our tight ends. Higby's a beast. You know, I've seen him in camp, and he's a beast. And I really think we can make another run at it. I really do. And I just hope that when we do get there, that McVeigh has just opens it up. I mean, just open that playbook, go to page 200, and go backwards. You know, just start from the back of the page of the playbook, and then go forward and just... I mean, just open up all the doors and just let them run. Just let them do what they got to do. Fair enough. Well, thank you, Ernie, for your time. I truly appreciate it. Heard it here first, folks. Uh, we got some insider information as far as, you know, what to expect for the Rams. Hey, maybe even Tyler Higby shows up this year and becomes that, you know, tight end that we all know that he can be along with Gerald Everett. All right, that was Ernie and Dennis Hara. Uh, Johnny, we got to give thanks to the SoCal Rams Booster Club who put on this event, who were able to get you access to all these guys in interviews with these guys. Now, as you mentioned, just some random dude throwing your phone in people's faces, asking them to answer questions. But these are the guys that uh, made it easier for you. We appreciate them. If you want to talk a little bit more about what they're doing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so SoCal Rams Booster Club puts on this uh, the, the Ram Fest picnic every year and does a really good job at it. I kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast that they made some some changes to this year's Rams Fest, and kudos to them because last year Derek came with me to, uh, to Rams Fest, and uh, unfortunately for Derek, he came at one of the hotter uh, Rams Fests. It was well over 100 degrees. I, I imagine it was over 105 degrees. It was in the middle of July, and um, it was also in in a in an old park uh, called Prado Park, who you know, I don't know if you know this, Steve, but uh, Southern California was hit with a major drought in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, because of that, they had to do cutbacks on watering in certain parks. And Prado Park is massive, so the fact that they, uh, you know, that they're still even open after all the droughts and everything is kind of amazing but uh the the grass was drying out and you know not much grass if any at all there so made the heat that much worse this year they had uh they they changed venues that's at guasti regional park now beautiful park uh nice and grassy and green and uh overall really really nice had shady areas which is always appreciated but most importantly they kind of bumped up the the Ram Fest because it was in the middle of July last year, this year towards the ending of June, and it makes a huge significant difference in so- Southern California. It was a nice 84 degrees at the absolute highest, but most of the day was really nice. So, again, little details like that is much appreciated to the attendees of Ram Fest. So, uh, again, shout out to SoCal Rams Booster Club for making the experience that much better. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. Hopefully someday I'll get out there, but I'm on the other coast. So, Lord of me, but Johnny, I'm glad you made it. And obviously, we're going to give a shout out to the SoCal Rams Booster Club. Look, if you didn't make it this year, keep it in mind. Next year, uh, hit up Johnny coming up at the event. I'm, he'll get you access. The SoCal Rams Booster Club, uh, of course, will also get you access as well. All right. Well, that about wraps up this edition of Budding Heads. Thank you to. Rosie Greer, Dennis Hara, and Kermit Alexander for giving us their time uh, to come on the podcast. We we appreciate it. This is awesome. Uh, and thank you to Johnny for putting together these great interviews, man. This was excellent. 
<laughs> well, thank you for uh, thanking me, Steve. I much appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for thanking me. Alright. <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can follow Johnny on Twitter at johnny 5 6 You can follow me on Twitter at SuperBarrel. And don't forget to follow Rams Talk on Twitter at TalkRams. And you can find Rams Talk on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rams Talk. If you're not in the Rams Talk room, don't forget to join. And, of course, uh, get our podcast wherever you can get them. Five-star reviews, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. You know the rest, guys. For Johnny Gomez, Steve Barrow. we'll talk to you next week. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. DC police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.